0: How do you start a podcast?
1: I don't know. How do you start one? Hello. Hi.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm Cameron. I'm John. Uh, and welcome to the greatest podcast you will ever listen to. Humbly. You cut me off.
1: Do well, you think you're better than me? Yeah, oh, humbly, humbly. Humbly. I do not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How are you doing, John?
1: I'm doing good. Yeah, it's, it's hot today. I had the AC pumping. It was way too hot. It's like first day of summer and it's like, all right, here we go. 95 degrees. We were starting off really hot.
0: Did you today is the the equinox? Yeah, that's true. Saying, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Did you watch the sunrise this morning?
1: I, no, I slept in. <laughs> my
0: <laughs> my wonderful no. wife, who you know, yeah, has always had this grand idea of on the longest day of the year, which is today, right, to watch the sunrise and the sunset.
1: Oh my gosh! And what time did it rise this morning?
0: Like four. O'clock.
1: No, I was no, I was out.
0: So, because it's so hot, mm-hmm. we, I didn't put in the window unit upstairs yet. So we slept on the couches in our living room. Nice, like you know, you're having a sleepover or yeah, something. But it's, it's kind of fun. It, it was not fun. My back oh. is not super excited today. I can, you know, but
1: you can see a chiropractor or something.
0: I remember that it was going to be the equinox. I'm like, oh, yeah, it'll be really great because the sun will wake me up and I can watch the sunrise. Right. So the sun woke me up at like 5 10, 5 mm-hmm. 20. And I got up and I, I leaned over the couch so I could see through the window in our den. And I saw the sun. I'm like, that's great. And then I went, and went, and went back to bed.
1: <laughs> you didn't really even see the sunrise. You just saw the sun.
0: I saw the sun
1: ish. Yeah.
0: The first time I saw the sun, that sunrise for me.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, or just thought that was a no. Ride. I was out. I slept in, man. Tuesdays are my day off. I'm like, I'm out.
0: That's right, right. So I'm, I'm
1: lucky if I'm getting up at seven thirty.
0: Did you do anything fun this weekend?
1: This week, yeah, it was my nephew's birthday. I went to Minneapolis. It's a good time.
0: Did you go to the Mall of America? I
1: do not. Does it no. count then? If I went to, yeah, no, it counts. I've been to Minneapolis enough that I don't need to go to the Mall of America every single time. I've been there a few times.
0: Have you ever been on, like, the roller coasters that are in there? No. No, I have not. <laughs> you know, I did this weekend. I'm doing that thing where I ask you, what you do this weekend? But really, I just want to tell you what I did this yeah, weekend. Yeah, well,
1: I was going to ask, what you do this weekend? But
0: thanks so much for asking, You're welcome. John. There was a, you know how much I love Quick Trip.
1: Well, uh, yeah. Who doesn't?
0: The, the KT Lounge is the greatest thing in Wisconsin, save for Culver's. For I would say the, the equal.
1: Yeah, I would say equal. Right. I put it right up there.
0: So they were having Quick Trip sponsors a road cycling race tour. Yeah. Their like tour of the Dairyland, they call it.
1: That sounds about right. That sounds about Wisconsin.
0: And this weekend on Saturday, it was in Manitowoc. That's pretty cool. So they had on 8th Street, right before the Big Hill. Okay. They had uh, right after the river and right before the Big Hill, they had like a track. Going okay. around, down 8th, and then down, where like uh, right after Strand Adventures. Okay, yeah. And then turning right and then coming back around. Nice. So we're like, oh, this is really cool. Yeah. So we walked down from our house, down a Street, mm-hmm. to downtown. And I, while I'm not a cyclist, by any means, mm-hmm. I like riding my bike. I've yeah. got a good road bike. It was a gift to myself my first year when I had a big boy job. Yeah. It was really cool because we got to be a part of a subculture that I know that I'm never going to be a part of.
1: And what's that subculture? Just it's psych- people that cycle. Yeah. And I do not know it was like a like a tight-knit group.
0: It's, it's a tight-knit group, and it's exactly what you think it is. Mm-hmm. You ever think about, I don't know, this is a really old show on TBS, and I'm already going on a tangent, but it was called Full Throttle Saloon. Don't watch the show because it's awful. Full Throttle Saloon. Now, you could probably take a guess on what kind of people were on that show.
1: I I, I can't even take a guess because I've never even heard of like it. Hard like
0: hardcore motorcyclists. Okay. All full throttle. Ooh, that makes sense. Like, we'll, yeah. like I will totally get people that want to get into like motorcycles and Harleys and mm-hmm. that stuff. That is a subculture I will never be a part of. But I can appreciate.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: So while we're walking back from this experience of watching these cyclists on a small road course we are talking about how interesting it was to see that type of community mm-hmm. and how they bring that community kind of wherever they go and how that should apply to the church mm-hmm. one of the coolest things like historical things that i love about 1920s to like 1980s ish was that the church was a that was the the hot spot of the community Mm -hmm. there were bars in the basements of churches that people would go hang out in and be a part of and that was a gathering space was the church yeah it's so awesome and in the 80s 90s today america's become so individualistic in mm. our homes, like this is my house, and this is where I'm gonna stay, and I'm gonna have people over at my
1: right. house. <laughs> and you keep hitting that thing, I
0: keep hitting the pop, yeah, the pot filter. Um, and how I we really wish Elizabeth and I really wish that that culture was still kind of around.
1: I, yeah, I kind of agree.
0: Uh, yeah, and let me kind of expand on that as much as I'd love <laughs> for there to be a part. <laughs> And the bottom of church. But well,
1: what, well, sorry, what would the bar be named if St. Francis had one?
0: Oh man. <laughs> like I'm really,
1: gonna think about this one for a that's little really That's a really great idea. Yeah. Send
0: your answers to humbly pod at gmail.com. Um I was also talking to, to Father Ben about this. Because if you're gonna have a community in the church and we want to have a community in the church, It needs to go beyond mass. Correct. The parish does a really great job doing things for the community at mass. But when mass is over, are we continuing that community?
1: Right. Like what's next? Right. Right.
0: And how if we're going to live, if the church is going to survive in the secular world, Mm -hmm. she must be in opposition of it.
1: And I think that. Our parish does have those opportunities. Um, this is not to say, that, like, we don't have that community um, because we don't have a bar or whatever. But it is to say that, you know, there were those settings. There were those meetings that people would meet and go to, you know, bars and uh, in the basement of a church. And people would go there and gather together.
0: I'm talking about that kind of stuff right. without an event
1: happening. Oh, okay. I see. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you now.
0: Elizabeth and I love the idea of people coming over, just coming over to our house. Kind of like a sitcom. You're talking about sitcoms the other way. Friends,
1: people just showed up.
0: Yeah, or they just went to the coffee house and that's kind of where they hung out. That that kind of community is in opposition of the world, Mm. of the country as it is now. And the church must be in opposition to the world because she is in opposition Mm. to the world because the world is in opposition against her. And how cool would it be if, you know, there's a building downtown. Oh yeah. Where, where Matt's coffee used to be.
1: Right. That was my, that was first date. Right. My wife and I, you guys crashed it. We did crash it. Yeah.
0: If, if the church had that, I'm not making any speculation, nor am I saying that this is going to happen. I want My thoughts are my own. (laughs) If the church had instead, um, had that property and was able to run a whatever it may be, a coffee shop, a bar, a restaurant whatever yeah. something simple where Catholics can get together, not just Catholics
1: yeah but we can, can say
0: everybody's welcome here, but here we are actively passionately one hundred percent Catholic yeah and if you just you just went there hung out,
1: yeah,
0: we you were a part of a community it, outside of events,
1: yeah. I love this idea. I think we should just go ahead and buy the property.
0: <laughs> One of the things that I, I'll I in a couple bucks. liked most um, when Manitoba Coffee, there was pre-COVID, they used to have like open mic nights. Oh,
1: I've, oh.
0: Or they would have like musical artists come in. Oh yeah, okay. And I always thought that that was super duper cool.
1: Yeah, that's pretty neat.
0: And because I love music in that way so much, mm. and this is the best that way. That I've ever said
1: That's, That was very smooth It was man. a
0: really smooth segue And now I've ruined it by explaining I'm going like, to snap
1: for that one I'm not actually going to snap It's very loud uh, but.
0: Today we have on the podcast The wonderful Michelle Bishop Are we using a different last name now? Are you good with Michelle Bishop?
2: Bishop it is Bishop, Bishop it, it is. is All right. Hi Michelle, how are you? Hi, I'm wonderful Thank you so much for having me on It's an honor to be here well,
0: Thank you so much yeah. for, for being on If And if you don't know Michelle Um, you might not know her personally, but you definitely heard her wonderful music at Mass. If you've ever been to a Mass at St. Francis and you thought for a second, wow, this music is really good, or wow, that pianist has a very amazing voice. This is incredible. It was (laughs) 99.99% probably Michelle. Oh, thank you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she's fantastic. Every time I'm at Mass, I'm like, Michelle's here. I can see her.
2: Yes. Oh so're so we're,
0: so we're so happy to, to have you on. We're so happy that you took time out of your your evening of newly married life to come hang out with two handsome white boys yeah. uh, and talk, <laughs> <laughs> and talk about your your faith journey. So how long have you been doing music?
2: Um, I started playing the piano when I was five years old.
0: Oh, my goodness. Oh, and wow.
2: But I didn't start music ministry until um, I enrolled Jake in the youth choir led by Miss, Mrs. Emily Langer, who was just fantastic. And um, she was leading like 12 kids and also playing at the same time. And I was like, wow, this woman like, is amazing. This that is incredible, right? <laughs> and I was And, and I was like... I felt, and we were at the church at Grand, and I felt like really called to be like, oh, you know, if you need a hand, I can play the piano. And that was the first time um, playing for the youth choir it was the first time that I had ever played for a Catholic mass. Wow, that's
0: really life. awesome. That's so fun. Yeah. That is so cool. So, how do you get then from your childhood? So, you started playing piano at five. Mm-hmm. How does that create then? your path into this role in in music ministry in in the
2: church well uh, the holy spirit works in mysterious ways um so when i was a kid um i'm a classically trained pianist so um to be an accompanist is a completely different thing to be a soloist and to play classical music um takes one set of skills and to be an accompanist to be a backup person, a support for a singer or for anyone who is any soloist, um, is a different set of skills. And so I did play um, at some um, other faith denomination churches when I was a kid. Um, it was a great way to make some pretty decent cash on the weekends yeah. when you're we a high schooler and, right, and yeah. make fifty bucks at like one, wow. one pop. Yeah, it's great. It's a lot for a high schooler oh, too. It's heck like, yeah. Oh yeah. If you're, if you're um, and adults. so it was. So I did that, but we always at my. So I'm from Kohler, and my church had an organist. And she like never took a vacation and she was an institution. And so she like never needed anybody to play for her. And mm-hmm. the thought never crossed my mind to like go to a different, to, and to go anywhere other than St. John's and Coleridge for Mass when I was in high school, right. when I was like had enough ability to play at Mass. And so I just never did. Also, it is stressful playing for a Catholic Mass, even as a person who attends Mass and like knows what's going on, because there's a lot more going on than at the other faith denominations there's just a lot of things to remember so the opportunity never presented itself until um and i want to say that was maybe seven years ago so yeah i'm 40 so it took me you can do the math on that You're 40 so you carry yeah, yeah. the five no, i'm sure yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's no five like, involved <laughs> it, it, it took close to 30 years for me to be able to uh to uh share my talents at my own church and i'm blessed enough to be able to do that um uh i also play the harp that's a relatively new thing too Uh, i just bought one on ebay and was like oh this i can do this did Um, you teach yourself i did i did Uh, so i'm not like i have really i it's just what i can do and a harp sounds cool so pretty much anybody can do it
0: well, you were at a wedding, John. Yeah, she played the harp at her. Well, no,
1: I, w- I remember that. I didn't know that she self taught herself. Like, yeah,
2: it's not that I much don't... different from playing the piano. So. Yeah, I suppose it really it wasn't too bad. It looks different though. And I I haven't really been a singer until uh, COVID. COVID. Uh, thank you, COVID. Gave me uh singing talent. I uh, so um I was blessed enough to be able to receive Holy Communion because I could. Um, at that point, not well. Um, sing and play at the same time, and so I was able to be at mass almost every week, like sometimes more than once a week. And wow, was that a blessing when nobody else could? Um, and because I had to sing, I got better at it. Um, yeah, it's kind of like yeah, trial so, by fire. Here yeah, so um, You're really be singing for us. Really, uh, my best best advice to everybody out there listening to us, yeah, there's nothing pretty much you can't. Learn how to do if you're not willing. If you are willing to practice,
0: yeah, that's good advice. <laughs> that's that's, that's, a, b- that's a big teacher answer right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you you are a teacher.
2: Yes, I you am. You are
0: you are a recovering professor.
2: Yes, I used to... Um, for a while. Uh, when I was the religious ed person here at the parish, I used to always say I was a recovering college professor. I taught chemistry at the um, now the now closed Silver Lake College for 11 Rip. years.
1: Oh my gosh, wow.
2: And um, so I would always say I'm a recovering college chemistry professor and people would be like, what? And I'm like, "It's not that impressive. It really it <laughs> sounds a lot <laughs> more impressive than it actually it is. It blew
0: me away. I had no idea until... <laughs> You mentioned it once, and I'm like, "That's." I I thought you were joking for a second because I had only ever heard you talk about music. You're like, "Oh yeah, I used to teach at Silver Lake," and you were so excited about it, like it was still happening.
2: Oh yeah,
1: I'm That's just my, learning about this right now, so I feel I feel you, like every time I bring somebody on, I don't I learn something new about that person, which I'm loving. I'm loving that, but yeah. I did not know that you taught at Silver Lake.
2: Well the the um the sisters at the college used to always say that um when you learn something new in a day, your day is complete, you can then go to bed.
1: Well, all right, see you guys. Good night. <laughs> <I know>. didn't, <laughs> didn't sleep super great last I, night. I so actually I actually got use this that a lot. Right?
2: It doesn't it doesn't work successfully <laughs> for me, but you know, whatever.
1: Learn something new at eight AM. Yep. Go right you're, you're good. All right, Day's your day
0: done. is complete. I wish I would've known that.
1: <laughs> be great how college would have been way better. Oh yeah. <laughs> It might not have been.
0: <laughs> can you imagine how much easier my life as a teacher would have been? And I said, hey, kids, you learn one thing from me today, you can go home and go to bed.
1: Uh, they were just they, they, Maybe they would have paid it more attention, though. There's a thought, though. like oh. If you're well. of going to bed. I mean, they can't leave school right away, though. That's true. That would be well, frowned upon.
0: If in the law we had written it that way.
1: Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you no, know, we should pitch that. You know, see how see how it goes.
2: Look at all these ideas we're coming up. With. <laughs>
1: Brainstorming like crazy over here. Teach
0: kids one thing per day,
2: and then you're good. Michelle's you're good. a chemistry
0: teacher. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but no, that's that is true. So now I do teach um, chemistry and physics at Ron Collier School.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. Because I've never known what it's like to teach college kids.
2: <laughs> it's like, not that much different than regular kids. <laughs> <laughs> I used to call them my adults in name only. Wow.
0: Yeah. Spicy. <laughs> but having been a college student myself, yeah, you're totally right.
2: Yeah.
1: What was easier? College or... Or, or is there just... They're probably both challenging. I mean, really, I'm not a teacher, so...
2: Really, it's it's pretty much a horse apiece. Um, yeah. I find that it's it's just... The, the interpersonal dynamic is so different mm, sure and that's the thing that but it also is such a source of joy to me to see my students interact with each other and really they' I really do have a great group of kids and yeah. I, I love them to, to pieces they're they're fantastic um but like they interact with each other and in college like it if they if I could get them to answer a question of mine, it was great.
1: Wow. Yeah, what time were your classes at? I mean, was
2: it? Like, afternoons. Oh, wow. Hmm. All times of the day. I mean, it didn't really matter. But, yeah. 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 But these kids are really, they're really supportive of each other and very interactive with each other. Um, I was not prepared for this. The very first rule that um, I instituted in my lab was no butt touching because that was a really, they just like to participate in that activity adolescent okay. boys yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, I was i was 100 not prepared for that
0: weirdly affectionate yes
2: 100 yeah. percent not prepared
0: so you, if you are an adolescent boy stop touching but <laughs> just just no butt just, touching yeah just don't, yeah. Like, in general
1: you know just don't general. Do, yeah.
0: No,
2: yeah you don't need to
1: yeah there's no need <laughs> keep your hands yourself
2: <laughs>
0: uh, that's a that's a tip you can carry. You can take that with you. you can take that home with you. Take it. You on. You just do it all. Yeah,
1: just like no, not just in high school. Just like you know. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. don't. Don't do it.
0: I'm glad we're here. Right. And we've we've finally. We you and I have a couple of things that would end the podcast immediately. Talking about butt touching. I mean, it's it's close.
2: <laughs> yeah. It is. It like is. We've it's controversial. It.
1: Yeah, hopefully we will not get shut down.
0: I never thought this that would be the spicy That would be the spicy thing oh, like gets us so shut down.
2: I'm so well, sorry. Well, you know, no, it's
1: it's you know, it's it's the experience and we're saying not to. So. Yes. yes. Yeah,
2: and
0: yeah. and that's the struggle. I mean, I'm sure if there are any is anybody else who's listening who's a teacher,
1: they could probably relate.
0: Totally relate. Yeah. I mean, I relate and yeah. I'm yeah, it's weird. Um <laughs> So now that we're on this weird tangent. (laughs) I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. This is exactly kind of what we want. You did say at the beginning, wherever the Holy Spirit takes us. So you take that with a grain of of salt. Yep. So you've been then a musician for seven years. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm Ish. Full-fledged in the mass, doing things for church, thousands of funerals, I'm
2: sure. Oh, yes. Um I I probably have played for more funerals than most people attend Masses in a year. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. um, Honestly, playing for a funeral is one of the things that gives me the greatest joy. Playing for Mass, in general, is the thing that gives me the greatest joy in my life. Um, But I really love funerals. I know Ruthann, oh, she just, um, <laughs> we always joke about how people choose the same, like, basically five songs for almost every funeral. Those are my favorite songs, so I like it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well, if you enjoy singing it, then Amazing yeah. Grace. Yeah. Oh, actually,
2: oh, yeah. Amazing Grace isn't one of my favorites.
0: Well, is it one of the? I'm thinking it's not one of the top five. Really? Like, so,
2: How Great Thou Art. Uh-huh. Okay, that makes sense. Love it on Eagles Wings. Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. Also love it. That'll be at my funeral um, in uh, case
1: my wife's listening and I die before her. That'll
2: okay. be at my funeral. Laura. taking so, notes. Yes, yeah. it's it's out there for posterity.
0: Statistically, you will. So,
2: yes, right. That is yeah. true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, be not afraid. That's oh good. yeah, well, that's a solid yeah. one. Here I am, Lord.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: Yeah. And then the fifth one, I want to say, maybe it is "Amazing Grace," but a lot of times people cho- also like uh, "I am the Bread of Life" oh. because it is very like death and resurrectiony. There's good. There's that's good funeral mass. Mm-hmm. I will raise you up on the yeah, last day. Yeah, but we just sang it the Sunday. Mm-hmm. We did indeed.
0: Communion. Yeah. Very great. So, is there any is there any like sp- particular part of funerals that you feel this is this is why it's giving me the greatest joy.
2: I love being able to participate in the liturgy that commends a person's soul to mm. eternal life. That to me is so meaningful. Of all, the, of all the liturgies that you will ever experience, the one of your funeral is, well, besides baptism, obviously, mm. um, that one is like the most critical. And I feel like that's the one that like all these people are praying for you mm. and their intent is there for their prayers to send you right to heaven. And I think that just to me is just so beautiful.
1: I agree. I agree. I think there is something, you know, as, as, as somebody who has been to a number of funerals, but you know, as sad as you are in that moment, you're also, there's, there's something just so beautiful and, and powerful about a funeral mass. And I, and I, I can't quite, describe what it is about it um but there is something beautiful about all these you know usually family and friends sometimes strangers um coming together and and praying for you know the departed that you know that their soul may be lifted up to heaven i think it's just there's something beautiful about it um I th- just the I, mass itself
2: i think it really helps us to call our own belief into like to the fore because i mean part of the part of the preface but like in the eucharistic prayer is life is changed for our loved one life is changed not ended and Mm -hmm. really that is truly if that is what we believe we we can be sad that our loved one is no longer with us but as father ben says at all of his home he's got great um funeral homilies so does father jason um father jason is like the best funeral homilist that ever was so if you ever, see I haven't that, been to a funeral yet. Oh, in oh! So, so. It just he is he's so fantastic. But like our, our loved one isn't with us, but with us in a more real way after death than ever before.
1: And that's true. Yeah.
0: Do you? Um, I haven't been to many funerals. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Um, a, as a, as a dude, John. Okay. Your guy. Yeah. Do you feel like this this weird pressure to like not cry at funerals
1: mm, no i i i don't i i guess i never really thought about it i feel like it is a place that is socially acceptable to do so um but no I've, I've never felt the pressure not to and i think the reason is is you know usually when you're at a funeral you're again surrounded by loved ones and it's a pretty judgment-free zone and everyone is grieving and everyone's grieving too so people grieve in different ways i i was oh gosh i will say this like um i think it's okay to cry and it's okay not to cry people Mm -hmm. grieve in different ways so i've never felt that pressure to not cry at a funeral
0: the reason i bring it up uh my when when my grandparents passed away not at the same time my grandpa just passed away not too long ago uh, my grandma, I, so my grandma, Grinky, passed away uh, about five years ago now, five, five and a half years ago now. And for some reason, I just felt this, like, immense, like, pressure to, like, not cry. I don't know if it was because my sister was still so small or, you know, I, I, I saw my, my grandpa being, you know, emotionally distraught and it was hard on my, my father and, and his bro- his mm-hmm. sister's um, and then at my grandpa's funeral, uh, I, I had that same kind of pressure again to mm-hmm. like not cry. Okay. Um, which, which was difficult because I knew my grandpa much more, I guess. Right. Um, they, they both did amazing things for, for, for us, for my brother and I it was, they're just incredible people. I pray very often that, that they're in heaven. Um, but I think about You think about when Jesus, Jesus never, I guess, like, per se, went to a funeral. But when Jesus does go to see Lazarus Mm -hmm. Hmm. after Lazarus's death. Right. They didn't, he wasn't there for a funeral per se. But he goes to grieve with Lazarus's family. And he goes to the tomb and the shortest verse in the entire Bible Jesus wept Mm. Um, and that that kind of hits me like a truck because Jesus is showing us that it is okay to cry to 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 weep in that way and that he that he does weep at death this incredible showing of this is not what I had planned
1: right Mm -hmm. sometimes that that reminds me of like and I don't think this is like a side tangent, but I think a lot of times we forget that Jesus is 100% God, but he's also 100% man. And he felt the same emotions that we feel on a day-to-day basis. He felt the happiness, the joy, um, but he also felt deep sorrow. I mean, we know that biblically it's, it's in there a lot um, that he <laughs> wept. But um, I think that that verse itself just... Shows it's okay to it's okay not to cry too because again people show emotion differently, but it's okay to cry. You are very sad. It's okay to show that in physical form.
0: So do you deal with? You've played a many funerals, then. Um, so everyone around you is grieving. Do you feel like you've you've gotten like this? And I'm telling you, Michelle. Now. Um have you, you've gotten like this? funeral director level of stoic calmness um, when you're around emotion that much uh,
2: i am a i don't know what the word is but i am like the most disgusting movie crier that ever was i cried during the lego movie
1: <laughs> okay okay that though is it understandable really it. end absolutely. of that movie my sister cried too i did not cry but my sister cried at it and if you've never seen the Lego movie, do they put the
0: Legos back in the box? Is that the thing? No,
1: I'm not going to spoil it.
2: I don't even remember, I, what, it, but it's a, it's a it's a very
1: heart. It's it's a very touching moment. Yeah. So keep going. You can yeah, but yeah. So
2: yeah. Uh, um, when I I get super emotional when I see other people ha showing their emotion. Um, so I played for um. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna even like start to, uh, like you'll hear my voice break about it. This the hardest funeral I ever played for was for Kathy Cherney's husband Randy, and when their son Matthew was crying during the psalm, I don't think that I have ever had to do something so hard in my entire life mm-hmm. than yeah. to just keep going and to not because my heart was like totally breaking, and it was just it was but it's so beautiful for me to see such a witness mm-hmm. of such just pure love and grief that the person is no longer there. So for for me it's it is sad and sometimes it is overwhelming and it is hard to keep going. But for me it's it's a beautiful witness of 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 true love.
0: Yeah. So you learned how to play piano when you were 5. I did, yes. Who 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 teaches we
2: taught you to my topic. piano teacher was a gentleman who lives in Sheboygan. Well, I was from Cole, I lived in Sheboygan at the time. Dan Ognovick was my teacher, he is a very unconventional piano teacher. Um, and so I learned things like um, how to have my hands properly formed over the keys. Um, in order to learn that, I had to keep three pennies on my on, on the, the top of my hand. And if I could play my whole song without, oops, um, without moving the three pennies, I was good. Um, And Dan was, Dan just was like uh, a huge influence in my whole life. He just is a very joyful, caring person and um, (laughs) like put up with all of my antics. Uh, I really, my choir ladies, um, so I am the like kind of ringleader of the Immaculate Conception Singers at Marshall. We sing the first and third Sunday of every month at the nine o'clock mass. Phenomenal. And Just uh, uh, these, are. these are the greatest ladies ever. Um, they sang at my wedding. Um, and they, um, they always call me diva. Um, but it's true because I really like to think of myself as a diva so Dan put up with all of my diva crap the very my very first piano lesson I wore a little dress um if you know if you've ever seen me around you have probably never seen me in a pair of pants or jeans because I just don't wear them very much um and so I came in my little dress I've been the same since I was five and and I was like smoothing my dress out and it took me like five minutes to get my dress all like proper to like play for my interview or like my first lesson or whatever and yeah he didn't fire me on the spot so here we
1: are. <laughs> <laughs> um you said that they sang but you also sang at your wedding.
2: I did. Yes, I did yeah. sing at my wedding. Um so I got married to the love of my life um Almost two months ago, yeah, um, and I sang the psalm at my wedding. Um, I sang "Holy is Your Name," so it's it is the text of the Magnificat set to this like lilting Irish tune, yeah. and it is oh, Beautiful. it's just it's it's just some great great music. Um, so I walk up to the ambo and I'm like, everything is great. This is great. My dad was my musician so he didn't walk me down the aisle because he had a more important job to do he had to like you know play me in yeah. which in my opinion is so much more I need my music right <laughs> so my boys walked me down the aisle that's it awesome. was adorable, that's like, so so adorable. And they also they also served um, that's so cute so I get up to the ambo and I'm ready to sing and I like make eye contact with my dad and I'm like okay we're good Um, he gets kind of stressed out so I was you know a little worried for him you know but we're good I look in the little like Underneath thing where you're supposed to put like the books or whatever, yeah.
1: There's nothing
2: there. I was like, oh, oh oh dear. What are we? I didn't put any music there. Um, and so I'm thinking to myself, wow, this maybe, this maybe was a wrong choice. (laughs) This maybe could could have not done this. And so then I said, just quick, say a prayer to the Holy Spirit. And I'm and like so in like all of like three seconds, right? I'm thinking. Shoot, I told him we're doing five verses. He's gonna do five verses whether I do them or not because we he's so far away in the choir loft we can't communicate, right? And and so I'm like, Oh, Holy Spirit, please, please just bail me out with the words, please help me, Mary, help me. It's fine. It'll be fine. Just help me for Dookie's sake. And it was totally fine. The Holy Spirit bailed me out like he always wow. does. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it was fine. I, I remembered all the words, all five verses. That's it amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: had heard that story. And that's, I would, I would have a freak. I don't think I would have been able to keep my cool if I was doing that. Well, like, and that oh, was. Oh, what do, what do I do with? My I hands? know, I, I, look, and I,
2: so, so we, um, we recorded our our wedding mask because Nick has living grandparents mm. who, and his grandma wasn't feeling well enough to be able to oh, travel yeah. across the state, so we wanted them to be able to watch yes, it. Yeah. So I did go back and watch the video, and it is like only a split second do I look down and I look back up and I like and that was one of the things that dan taught me that if you ever are like if you're making a mistake don't ever let it show on your face because Mm. chances are nobody else is gonna know unless you tell them by making a weird i did
1: watch the live stream of it and i couldn't (laughs) tell at all so the fact that that happened like i I don't know who told me that if it was (laughs) my wife or julia who i can't remember but i was like oh wow she she nailed it i would have never guessed <laughs>
2: well, i just i i love it when people ask me about that because then i can just say um well you know what it was just the holy i can't take really yeah. any credit for it the holy spirit provides you know
1: every wedding whether it be the wedding ceremony or like the rehearsal or not the rehearsal the uh, reception afterwards as like a hiccup or whatever oh, you know like a, well, yeah something like doesn't go 100 percent. so that can be your story
2: well also we forgot the boys' shirts like their dress shirts oh. <laughs> at home. <laughs> I thought for sure I'd brought them the night before. And so um, I'm like, I tell Jake, call John, Badney, and ask him if he can go to our house and, and get the shirts. And they totally brought the shirts, but they weren't there until after mass. Okay. But the boys served. So oh, they, yeah. th- they're just wearing their cassock and surplus for all of our wedding pictures. Hey. And I actually think that that's, that's way better. That's, it's, that's it's cool. So, yeah. It's like just cool. It is cool so i've got i've got a great picture of jake like holding his brother like with his like head in his Mm -hmm. arm and he's got the most stoic face and joe looks like super goofy and it's just and nick is standing behind them with this like oh boy kind of look on it it's just (laughs) it's the greatest picture
1: that's awesome that's great future pre-squad oh
2: so at my wedding um um, we were at Father Jose's church. Um, he, Nick and Father Jose are very good friends, so I really wanted it. To, Nick is not Catholic, so I really wanted it to be as like easy for him to mm-hmm. bear as possible because I wanted all the things, yeah. So we're at Father Jose's church and he's using incense, and it's like at the end of offertory, you know how then he gives the incense to the server and the server incenses the mm-hmm. people. Jake was the is almost always the uh incense server and he incensed Nick and myself before everybody else and it my heart was just so full I was so happy and I thought to myself oh if one day he be a priest how how like my joy will be, complete. <laughs> be so, yeah so pray awesome. for vocations friends always always <laughs>
1: always we need more priests amen yes what was your at your wedding did anything was there like a slight hiccup at you at all
0: no, my wife no. planned
1: a perfect wedding. Yeah, no, for sure.
2: Well, if anybody would, it would be her. Yeah,
1: ours was perfect, pretty much. Nothing went. Because your wrong. wife planned a perfect wedding, exactly. <laughs> We're <Wait, move, exactly.
2: laughs>
0: distance ourselves from this. Question. And Michelle
1: had the to job. too. Yeah, but like, yeah, no, no, there was one. It was. It's a hilarious story, though. Go ahead, please. We're eating dinner, and we had our head table, um, decorated with with like fake leaves. Okay, so they're these like, plastic leaves and we also had uh candles there and we're eating dinner it's great and all of a sudden we're like do you smell smoke like something smells like it's burning and my one of my groomsmen dom goes um the leaves are on fire (laughs) (laughs) so like there's legit a fire happening and it wasn't small it was a decent sized flame, so we all just grabbed our water cups, poured it on top, went out. Nobody noticed. Nobody noticed except for us at the head table. I didn't notice until you stole the story. Yeah, no, it was hilarious. Uh, my yeah, he's just like, um, I think the leaves are on fire, and we just like, oh okay, <laughs> poured it over, and I. It was like a burning bush the, moment. Yeah, the person. Yeah, the person comes up to us like, oh, do you guys need anything? I'm like, oh, more water. There's a fire. So, <laughs> yeah, need more water, please.
2: <laughs> I think, so low key.
0: Yeah. I think the the only thing that I could say. Uh, because we planned a perfect mass. Because also, Father Jose married us. Yeah, he, and indeed me. Indeed, he, he did. Yeah, indeed, all he did. Us. Yes, so, that's true. Yeah. Oh, what a club. Look at God us. bless <laughs> Father Jose. Three me, Father, me bless. Father Jose Lopez. Yeah. Um, so, we had many servers. A couple of our friends, a couple of actually teens that yeah, Elizabeth ministered to. You were, did. That's was, right. Uh, a couple of friends liked it for us. Michelle played mm. for us, played the harp, and the. Uh, piano and the organ um, and the organ oh yeah the organ mm-hmm. and then emily casey yes who's now bauman Was now bauman i didn't know if i could
2: say that <laughs> oh yeah um, i i think that
0: that's... but so she sang. she's
2: oh, phenomenal oh just yeah, phenomenal. yeah music and, was beautiful. an angel on earth yeah. That was the first
1: time i heard you play and her sing
2: phenomenal oh. just oh. and i was like oh yeah that was
1: this um, is cool that was We're, good stuff yeah,
0: i she does such a great job uh, my favorite song that you two do, and you would do it when she was still here doing... Adoration music? Go, yeah, Coming to Door, um, Ave Maria. Oh, oh she There's, nailed it. Oh, yeah. Oh. She, oh. That was beautiful. I'll, I'm content. Lord, take me now. This is fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, the only thing I, w- I would possibly think of was uh, there was a dude um, who was having a good time, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Who was not invited to my wedding. Oh. <gasps> What? who wanted Crasher. to come at my wedding. Oh, no. Um, I'm like, what the, what's, good? I'm like, who are you? I don't, get out of my thing. He called me a, uh, he called me some choice words, which, so, okay. like, we'll I, I work I'm with saying. high schoolers. I'm not <laughs> worried about, <what> you,
2: <laughs> you can't scare they threw, me.
0: <laughs> they threw desks at me, so I don't really care what you want to say. Um, but then bit, he kept trying to come in, and I'm like, talking to the bartender. I'm like, can you like, what are you doing? He's like, hey, man, it's like 11 o'clock. I'm like,
2: that,
1: yeah, okay, so you disguise, guys crash,
0: Yeah. You're, I well, I I didn't We have very great I have very gracious in-laws. But like you're being paid to be here, bro. Like yeah. come on.
1: So you had a wedding thing. Yeah. had a wedding crash. We had yeah. a couple of wedding crashers
2: at our wedding too. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And then um one of um I I had like um almost two dozen of my students who came to my wedding and they thought it was hilarious. And so a couple of the, um, the the guys that had a little more moxie like went up to them and were like, what are you doing here? Who are you? What's your name? Like asking, like giving them the third degree and they just like, they didn't say anything. They just walked off. <laughs> so <laughs> it was, was like, I had crowd control. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, kind of awesome.
1: Yeah. Teens must like you if they want to crash. I wouldn't have crashed a wedding of a teacher I didn't like. Only the ones that were. Oh,
2: they were actually invited. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, my yeah, my kids were my kids yeah. were invited, but these other like dudes that showed up, they oh. were, we didn't know who they were. Yeah. But yeah, then the boys were like, "Who are you? What are you doing here? <laughs> What's your name? Where are you from?" That's pretty great. That's pretty great. <laughs> um,
0: so you've had an amazing career then with with music. Do you have any? Are there any like moments or stories where you really feel like? Uh, Particular presence of the Spirit because you have such a great connection with the Holy Spirit um, that is very, it, it exudes off of you. And when oh, I think God, of, man. if I, when I think of you, I think Holy Spirit because that's just, my mind immediately goes there. Any, any kind of, maybe a story, I'm kind of putting you on the spot. I'm just trying to, All trying right. to re-, re say the question to give you time to think. But, <laughs> Any, any moments or stories you think while re- related to music, whether you were playing or something like that, where you just felt uh, a
2: significant connection? Uh, actually, it happens like quite a lot. Um, so if you if you really have a great relationship with God and you pray to the Holy Spirit, and I'm not saying that I am holy or by any means like not on the way, because I definitely am on the way. Um But if you really are, if you find yourself able to rely on God and trust in him, the Holy Spirit, all you have to do is basically ask and then know what to listen for, Mm. Um, because it really is, it happens more often than not, Um, especially, so both Laura, um, John's wife, and your sister-in-law, Julia, would attest to this a lot of times during a priest's homily. So we always do a, a second song after communion, and it's never planned. And so a lot of times, like during the homily or during mass, the Holy Spirit will just put a song in my mind and then that's what we'll do. Yeah. Um, Or sometimes I'll open up the book and like, boom, it's this great song that I've never heard before. And it's just beautiful. Um, But a couple, like maybe last month, um, it was still during Lent and it was before mass. And I don't like to play music a lot during like during Lent before mass because it's it's more reflective and Mm. more somber. Um, but the Holy Spirit spoke very, very like clearly and loudly in my mind and said, "Sing Lingua. Oh. and I was like, "No, my voice is not feeling good. No, we're not doing it. No." <laughs> and the Holy Spirit's like, "Come on, just, just do it. Just do it. Just do it." And I was like, "No, no, I'm not doing it." And then finally, I was like, "Fine." fine that actually happens a lot where i'm I, I am at first disobedient and then i'll like comply i'm like that story in the gospel okay. where, where you like well which one obeyed the one who said they were going to do it and then didn't or the one who did, said they weren't going to but then did it i'm always the second person yeah um and so then i did it <laughs> and after mass like two people came up to me and were like that was i felt like so at peace and then wow. fa- and father ben came up to me and said that was exactly what i needed and I was like, don't even thank me because yeah. I wasn't going to do it. Isn't
1: that incredible, though, how the Holy Spirit works intertwined yeah. between all of us? It's like you feel this thing and you're like, OK, maybe this is for me. But then it's not. It's not just for you. It's for everyone around or not everyone, but like so many people around you. And it's and then it's like one of those moments where you're like, OK, yeah, like I, I'm glad I did that. And I listened to the Holy Spirit. And now it impacted other people and that's it's it's contagious
2: it really is and i feel like and those are the things that are so rewarding to me that not that somebody's like oh you have such a beautiful voice because that it is nice to hear as a diva it is nice to hear that <laughs> yeah please <100%, laughs> it, yes yes so <laughs> tell me something I, me I don't know humbly humbly <laughs> yes, yes <indeed>. thank you <laughs> uh, but it it just I I really, I really do feel like, and I, and I, so I felt this way from, from like a very young age, but I really do feel like God gave me this gift not to, for like my own self aggrandizement, but to give glory to him in Mm. a way that brings beauty and connection to other people. Mm. Um, When I was six years old, my Nana, who is my great grandma, she was my person, Um, just like the greatest, um, most humble person. very much in love with the Lord. She had a great devotion to Our Lady. Um, She just was the greatest lady. Um, And so I was playing for something and I was six years old and she said, oh, oh, pianos must be in her blood. Or something to that yeah. effect, because my dad is such a talented—my dad is such a talented organist. Friends, he was his church's organist when he was 11 years old. Oh, I know, I know. So if you think that I'm good, like he's way better. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's, that's
1: the that's...
0: definition of a
2: prodigy, isn't it? Yeah, I think. I
1: so. mean, especially for the organ, like, I it think is so. not easy. No, to
2: no, and he is classically trained, so he yeah. can play like all the Bach and all of the. Like super stuff with the pedals and all the all the whatnots, and I just pretend to play the organ, but he really you do a great job. Oh, I, I'm just pre- pretending though. Oh. Once in high school, he tried to teach me, and um, it, it was like an hour later, and and then we never did that again.
1: <laughs> does he still play?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He played for my wedding.
1: I might have to just get done. No, I know. I'm saying no, does know, he still play at now? He does. Still... Okay. He does. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. He does. I might have to. Scooch down to Sheboygan.
2: Yeah, he, he is super talented. Yeah. Um, But don't ask him to sing. He has a voice like Father Doug. Oh. <laughs> God bless them both. I love them both dearly. They just, um, oh. yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Father Doug gave me a lot, like, some really good advice about singing once. I, he came over <laughs> to the, the live teen house <laughs> when we were still meeting on Sunday nights. Yeah. Rip. And he said, you know, if we're going to learn how to sing, I can't do a good Father Doug right now because I'm smirking too much. But, <laughs> um, Elizabeth, I tell you, I have a great impression for all the priests. <laughs> my uh, my one for Father Jose is pretty good. Yeah, I've heard. Anyway, um, so so Father Doug comes over and he says, "If when you, if you need to learn how to sing, you first need to learn how to dance." First, oh, because you you gotta yeah. kind of get loose. So he gets up and. <laughs> He's trying to dance. You know Andrew Miller? Uh, Andrew's wonderful. We should have Andrew. Yeah, awesome. we should yeah. But he's, like, he's trying to show Andrew how to like just loosen up and kind of dance. And I, I think I'm... about that sometimes, how you just have to sometimes just be aloof I'm and just... be comfortable with... Because with, it with is singing... A great, it's a great it, amount of self-confidence. With singing, is, yeah. with singing mm-hmm. you, you're what is being... Seen not seen technically because it's your voice but um what is being shown is your voice yeah with mm-hmm. dancing it's your entire body is way more visually seen you know how mm-hmm. weird you are or whatever and you can control how good or bad your dancing is you either have a singing voice or you don't
2: yeah yeah that, i I yeah.
1: sing I sing in high I still sing I guess um I've been told I should sing at mass yeah, more, you have a but lovely voice. I'm told that too and just no yeah,
0: no. My but, wife says I've got a good voice. I'm, no, I don't, I don't know if you. I've ever heard I've, you sing. Kevin. I don't know
1: if I've ever heard. I've heard
0: or. myself on the podcast. It's enough for me. Okay.
1: Oh yeah, recorded. I yeah, hate it, the sound it, yeah. of my voice. Oh, me too.
2: Especially in a recording. I probably won't go back and listen to this. That's fair. And, That's okay. I, uh, I feel like I it. also I also have a very low voice, and so I feel like I sound like a man. No, you don't. don't oh, oh, think no.
0: it. It doesn't come off as, no. as low as you think <laughs> okay. it No if I close my eyes I still think you're
2: I'm, I'm, a, I'm a lady Okay Yeah Good, yeah, when, Good to know I, I
1: would took voice lessons In high school And they like my, my, my teacher She was She sang opera In like Austria And she was She's oh. like legit But she would like um, Like when I would sing She would do like Put her arms On like my shoulders And feel how tense I was Because it's so There's like so much to it um, That's like your body And how you present yourself And like where you're tight and stuff like that so yep. it is it, I mean Father Doug's not wrong like you first gotta be able to like loosen up dance and feel the flow of things before you do sing so good advice Father Doug it's not, good not well, it is, it's an instrument you have it to know is. how yeah.
2: to unpack it you have to know how to take care of it
1: there's so much like anatomy too to singing really that is. I learned yep. about too it's like it's not just opening your mouth and shouting it's uh, so much more yeah to Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs>
0: I don't want to, I don't want to keep you uh, too much longer Michelle but I since John doesn't John learn this today how the heck do you go from this musical talent to a chemistry professor
2: um so I didn't I making music is one of my greatest joys and I never wanted that to be the way the only way I made money mm-hmm. because I was a I was terrified that I wouldn't be good enough to find a job or or that I wouldn't be able to make ends meet, and then I would have to yeah. be like constantly making music in a way that w- didn't bring me joy. Yeah. And uh, I well also was like decently smart in school, and so I decided. But I knew from a little a young age on that I wanted to be a pharmacist, like my dad. Yeah. And that didn't end up working out, and then chemistry was like the easiest way to finish a degree. Because I got into the yeah. school pharmacy and I hated it. And okay. so I dropped out for a year. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I've been out of school, out of high school now for four years. So we better do something. Like get a degree. Yeah, right? right. Chemistry was the easiest way to do it. And then the teaching job opened up at Silver Lake. And I was like, oh, OK. Yeah. I really like I really like doing this. I really like teaching. Yeah,
1: that's cool. It's 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 good to have two different, you know, it's cool that you had two different passions. And you can pursue both of them. Yes,
2: I'm. I'm so fortunate and so blessed, and um, I, the, all of the opportunities to play at mass and to play for funerals and weddings. Yeah. It, it just, it's. I, I. really am blessed. It's. I'm. I'm lucky to be able to. And I, you know, I, when I went back to teaching this year at Roncalli, I didn't realize I'd been out of teaching for four years. I didn't realize how much I actually missed teaching science. Yeah. Yeah. And, so the fact that I'm there. That I get to, um, that I get to share my love of how God made creation mm. with my students. Um, all these, you know, like really hard, complicated concepts that right. can be learned. Yeah, but then also I get to play at math.
1: Yeah, that's so that's that's really rare that you get to like be able to do both because I feel like a lot yeah. of people have multiple passions that For they, sure. they want to pursue. but There's only so much time in the day, so right. it's so cool that you're able to to do both and. And in such impactful and, and great ways too. So.
2: Yeah, the God is just so good to me. I can't. I don't know what yeah. else to say. <laughs> I'm awesome. a lucky girl. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well,
0: well, we are we are so happy that you you came to to join us, Michelle. It's been just phenomenal. I feel like we could probably ask you a million and a half questions. Yeah, could. About...
2: Oh, That's always why I like teaching because I was really good at talking. So and I like to hear myself talk I like I like it when it like I like to hear myself talk in the moment. I won't go back to listen to this. Right, I don't yeah. like to hear my recorded voice, but Yeah. Yeah, I could talk. Uh, <laughs>
0: so if you want to be like Michelle and learn how to if so if somebody did feel called to participate in music ministry or be a cantor for one of our wonderful masses, where would they go
2: oh just um hit mr barris um dan barris um his phone number and email should be on the back of the bulletin hit him up with an email or, or a voice message and just let him know that you're interested and he will be able to get you going especially if you for for my for my friends who are younger who might be listening to this if you're in high school play at mass you can make so much money in such a short period of time (laughs) like i I mean it's it's also a beautiful ministry but like heck yeah do it and it's it's easy to get started and if you if you are feeling like trepidatious about it or if you're like i would like to do this but in the most low key way possible um shoot me an email um and i i'd be happy to i would be happy to get you started well,
0: phenomenal. Well, if you would also like to be like Michelle and be on the podcast, you can contact us, John and I, at humblyspeakingpod at gmail dot com. We've had some emails come in. We've had some scheduled uh, interviews coming up because of people reaching us, to, reaching out to us on the email. So, if you would like to be on the podcast and tell your story uh, and shut John and I up for a little while, yeah. <laughs> That's how you can reach us again. That's at humblyspeakingpod at gmail.com. Please pray for us. Uh, We are praying for all of you, a la Father Mike Schmitz. Praise be Jesus Christ.
2: Amen. Amen.